I'm so thankful to, to, to be here uh, with you in person this morning. I'm, I'm thankful for everybody that's watching uh, online today and getting a chance to tune in from there, and I'm uh, thankful for that. We don't know what the coming weeks are going to hold for our gatherings. We're, we're being real sensitive to, to what's going on and want to make you know, godly decisions that it is with the, the, uh, you know, the best interest of everyone uh, in mind, and so we're gathering today. But we don't know what the next few weeks hold, but we're going to be sensitive to all those things, and uh, we'll flow with it. Thankfully, God has given us technology to be able to, to stay connected to everyone that, that's out there quarantining, self-quarantining, or uh, just kind of being uh, extra precaution. So we, we definitely love you and are so thankful for you. Uh, ex- excited to be here because uh, it's it it's been a crazy week. I mean, our life has kind of been turned upside down like yours. We had plans to leave the country next week, and those plans are canceled, and we had plans to, you know, attend a ball game for our son's birthday, and that's canceled, and I'm sure you've got your stories of how your life's been turned up um, side down, you know, you can't get the toilet paper you need now, and, you know, and I just believe that humans, all of us, like, we're pretty resilient, you know, um, we used leaves for many generations, and we, we're going to figure this out together. Uh, hopefully it doesn't resort to using leaves and all those things. But, um, but I, I am thankful to just be able to gather together. And, and I think uh, in all of our life, this, um, uh, the Word of God is, is so powerful in our life. But particularly in times of, hey, you know, chaos and confusion, we come back to just the solid rock and foundation of God's Word and truth and cling to His promises over our life, I, I think uh, when things like this happen, not just this, but things like this take place, it, it, it really is a, a deep reminder that um, we're not in control of, of near as much as we think we are. Uh, it's, it's a reminder, a very bold reminder of really how t- entitled we are <laughs> in a lot of ways and many things in our life. We we feel entitled to certain events that we want to attend, or vacations, or whatever it might be, and, and some of that kind of hits us in the face, like, oh, no, 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 that's actually not a, a need in my life, it's just a want, and I can survive. You know, I, I, I think this reminds us not only of just how not in control we are, and, you know, how entitled I think we are in a lot of ways, but I think it also reminds us of how really unprepared we are for the unknown. And how with all the unknowns in our life and the uncertainties of our futures, we can trust and rest in a certain God who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you've been with us really last week, we kicked off a new series called That's Offensive. And today, Taryn and I were planning to do a tag team. It was going to be lots of fun, and it was great content um, talking about uh, offense in our relationship and what we've learned through that. And we'll get that content out to you somehow, some way, at some point. Um, but I really felt like the Lord was leading me a different direction. <laughs> and uh, after I had um, you know, decided, okay, I'm going to go a different direction, it, I went back and looked at what my, t- my working title was for the message um, and, and it was just so not appropriate for today. <laughs> it was super insensitive because it was called, uh, the, the title of the message was Get a Grip. <laughs> L- little insensitive considering the week we've had. That's not the kind of the pastoral voice you want to hear this morning. It's, Come on, just get a grip. But, but the Lord was leading me a uh, different direction already and a passage that uh, I think when things like this happens, does get brought to the surface, and it's it's getting gotten brought up a, a few times. And it's Psalm ninety one, 
And I want to read from there. I, I, I believe we're going to be really comforted by the words of Scripture and the Word of God to us. So Psalm, Psalm 91, uh, we're going to read through uh, the first eight verses, and we'll come back and read through the rest of that chapter here in a few moments. Uh, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I'm going to read that first verse again. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. Now we're going to process this text together as we go through, but I I really just want to lean into really verses 1 and 2 for our time together and feel like everything else is kind of built on this foundation that David, as he pins this psalm in his own life, is facing trials, is facing uncertainty of his own well-being in life, and he looks out to uh, crowds of people even as he is king, and they are uncertain, and he has to make decisions for them. He has to console himself in the Lord and then try to encourage others to find that same dwelling place. And so I really want to spend some time just talking about the idea around this word dwell. It's been one of my favorite words for a long time. It's just so simple, and it's so beautiful, and I really think as I look in the scriptures, it's quite deep. There's a few words in scripture that I, I just love. I, I love the word reconciliation out of the New Testament, First Corinthians 5, the ministry of reconciliation. I, I, I love the idea of Sabbath. It brings a, a whole, you know, a depth of meaning, and, and dwell is another one of those words that I think brings such a, a deep meaning. In fact, in the Old Testament, this word is used over a thousand times. That's a lot of times. A thousand times in the, in the Old Testament because God is, is constantly promising to his people that he has a, a place, a dwelling for them, that he's calling them into a, a place of spiritual rest that's found in him. And so I want to offer just a few, honestly, pretty simple thoughts this morning as we process this text Um, The first really is that dwelling, what it means to dwell in Christ, to dwell in the shadow of the Almighty, it's a faith choice. Like this week, uh, as this week has gone on, as you got up this morning and prepared to come out of the house or to stay at home, if you're at home watching or or listening, as you you made a decision to, to leave where you were at or to stay where you're at, you made a choice. And, and I'll tell you, as this week goes on, as this coronavirus continues in our nation, you know, the week before, you didn't think as much about going to the grocery store. You, you probably didn't second guess whether I should go to church or not today, whether I should stay home whether I should go, but today and for the, the coming weeks, you're going to think every single time you leave the house. It's probably going to cost you. You're going to make a conscious choice to leave whatever dwelling uh, you're in. And this morning, those of you watching at home and, and here, you, you thought to yourself, should I stay or should I go? 
You know, if I leave, if I stay, there might be trouble, right? And if I go, there might be double. Come on, you guys don't know the clash? Come on. Should I stay or should I go? Subtle jokes, laugh with me at home. Just courtesy laugh at home, thank you, because they're not laughing in, in here with me. Too, too slow, sorry. Um, it's probably the delivery. The delivery was all wrong, but um, I'll work on that. Um, but no, we'll, we'll be thinking through and we'll make a choice to leave, but so many times we've, we, we, we have to make a choice to, to dwell, and it's a faith choice to dwell in the, the shadow of the Almighty, of the Most High. Because see, David's not talking about a physical shelter here that we're, he's calling us. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High, he's not talking about a physical shelter. He's talking about a spiritual shelter. He's not actually just talking about physical or spiritual. He's talking about something, the, the shelter of God is everything. It's all of our life. If you begin to read into the text, God wants to protect us in every form and fashion in our life, and he, so it's not just a spiritual or just a physical protection that he has for our life. He wants to, to dwell in him, in his wholeness of who he is, and, and Colossians 3 kind of says the same thing. It says it in a different way, that, that in Colossians 3, 3, it says that our lives are now hidden in Christ. So we talk about our lives being in Christ and dwelling in the shadow of the Most High or in the shelter. We're saying the same thing, but what are we, what are we saying there? It means, well, we've been covered by the blood of Jesus, and, and that means something both in a spiritual and physical sense. It means that whatever we're going through, whatever the situations that are going on around us, and, and those are outlined even here. David outlined some of those. The fowler's snare could mean physical and spiritual attacks that are going on in your life. Like people that are out to get you. People who, uh, there's a spiritual attack the enemy is coming at in your life. That's a fowler's snare. The deadly pestilence. I mean, does that sound familiar? Like there's, there's a, a sickness, disease, and plagues around us in our life. And he, he's saying that no matter what we're going through, to dwell in God means that we can find shelter. We can find refuge but it's a decision of faith, and it's a personal decision. To, to dwell in Christ, to dwell in the shadow of the Almighty means uh, that, that we come in and we remind ourselves. We come and remind ourselves of the power of the protection and the goodness of God. Because so, so often we leave that, and we're going to talk about that. But it's a, it's a choice. It's a choice. Um, as I often do, I forgot to clear this with my wife before I say it. So I'm sorry in advance. Um, but l- l- let me just be honest. This was years ago, you know, when she was in the, the throes of, of, of breastfeeding and, and raising our, our, our young children. And the thing, like mommy brain is a thing. Like it's a real thing. So uh, fellas whose wives are pregnant or guys have been there, it's a, it's a thing. Like there's actually something that happens in their brain and, and it makes them a, a little more forgetful. Um, and so there was a season in which she was losing her keys like left and right. Like Left and right, I was having to go home and let her in. So eventually, I just said, forget about it. We're getting the code thing for you to get in. So if you lose or forget your keys in the house, you can, you can go do that. But um, I've always had a location in which my keys go, always. Like I have a, there's a little thing. It's got this little cabinet, and then I put my keys in there. So I always know where my keys are at, and I don't know. Don't, don't 
nudge anybody or you're probably thinking of someone who loses their keys all the time. Don't point. Um, Here's the solution. Have a place where they go. Every single time. And you say, what the heck are you talking about? Why are we talking about? Have a place where they go and every single time you come in. Because here's what happens spiritually with us. And here's what, what David is saying to him. Hey, it's a choice. I will take re-. He said, I will take refuge for you are my fortress. You're my refuge and I put my trust in him, in you, Lord. It's, it's a decision he's making. And when I put my keys somewhere, I know exactly where they're going. So I know exactly where to go for them. And so many of us, just like we misplace our keys, we misplace our trust. Because the things that begin to happen, the fowler snare, uh, the deadly pestilence, any kind of stress that comes onto us, it kind of throws us a loop. And we, we forget where we, we put our keys. We forget where we put our trust. And it reveals to us where we put our trust. We put our trust in the systems. We, we put our trust in the people. We put our trust in a lot of other things. We put our trust in Walmart to have what we need. And we don't put our trust in God. And it's, it's a re- revelation. And, and that's what David's saying to us is that, hey, he's made that decision for himself that, that, that God is going to be his refuge. And so it, it, this whole dwelling idea means that no matter where we're at, no matter what we're going through, we can be reminded of his power and his protection and his goodness on the playground or in the boardroom, right after you get the bad news, before you get the victory and the good reports, in the middle of the storm, no matter where we're at, we can, can rest in his goodness and his power and his protection and make the choice that, God, you're my, you're my refuge. You're my fortress. I'm going to put my trust in you, regardless of what's going on, uh, regardless of what's coming against me. You're my refuge. My refuge is not my store of, of snacks. that I've, Like, that's not my refuge. Like, like many people, they will refuge to their snacks. They will refuge to the shows they're binge-watching this week. They will refuge to old addictions because they're not going to the Lord with it. He is our refuge, and so we must make a faith-filled choice that he's going to be our refuge regardless of what's going on in our lives. The second thing that I'd love to just bring to our attention in regard to this word dwell and what it means to dwell, dwelling requires stopping, it requires staying, and it requires quieting. This, uh, there's this, there's this old um, gif. Uh, I, my mom is here. I'm so thankful my mom, she came up today and surprised. I didn't know she, she was going to be here. Yeah, come on, give it up for my mom. <laughs> Why not? There you go. She's the best. Um, but um, when uh, I was, I was young, I, I was not allowed to watch Simpsons. And, and uh, I know some of you were like shouting like, yeah, I love Simpsons. And some of you are like, that's off limits in our house. Um, but there's been this gift that's been going around. It was not appropriate for children. It's still not appropriate for children. Um, but there, uh, there was this gift that was going around. I don't know if you guys have seen it, this, this little short video. I don't know if you guys have it. Do you guys have it back there? We can play. Where he, where this Grandpa Simpson, he comes in, he puts his hat, he does a circle, and he grabs his hat, and he walks right back out. Right? There's this grandpa. He does, there's this gift that's been going around. And, and when I was thinking about dwelling, this is how a lot of us dwell. Yeah, you guys can clear it because he's whistling, and that'll get on my nerves. But... Um, that reminds me a lot of how a lot of us dwell. 
Like we get to a place like, oh yeah, God is powerful. He is my protector. He, uh, he is good to me. And we get there. And, and so many of us, we treat it like, uh, like Grandpa Simpson. And like we, we, we pick up the hat, we drop it in, and we walk right back out. And we forget and we lose it. So the hard part of this whole dwelling thing is staying there, is stopping and I think in this, this season in which uh, our production is slowed down, we're forced to isolate, we're forced to stop our plans. Our plans all of a sudden open up, our schedules open up. I think in many ways it can actually be a gift to us. It will allow it and, and get us back to dwelling like we're called to be dwelling. I think we can use this as a season to prepare ourselves for, for whatever might come, that God, no matter what comes, we're going to dwell in your presence. We're going to dwell in your power and your protection and your goodness. Because I, I think for the vast majority of us watching online or uh, listening here in the room, I, I, I think so many of us, we would say at one point, I did dwell. I did dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. I, I did. I was in a place where I was reminded of his protection and his power and his goodness. I, I, I did but then something happened. It, something changed. Something happened to us. Maybe it was a fouler snare, physical or spiritual, that took place. And man, I was dwelling, I was in a good place, and now I'm not. Maybe it was a deadly pestilence that came along. There was sickness hit our house. Come on, I was, I was in a good place spiritually, and we, were, we went through a season of prayer and fasting, and we got involved in our anchor group, and we were such a good place. Then the plague hit our house. You ever hear this? Like, and then the plague hit our house, and then like I haven't been able to get back in rhythm, haven't been able to, to get back dwelling where I once was. Life happens to us. Stress comes on fast. We go from a resting heart rate to double that, more than double that. I think the resting heart rate is like 70 beats per minute on average. And it, it, all it takes is one news article. It takes one comment from someone. It takes one text message. And then we went from dwelling to no longer dwelling. We pick up our hat and we walk back out from dwelling in him, just like Grandpa Simpson. And, and so today, as we're encouraged by the word of God to get back to dwelling, no, no, it's not, it's not just a quick thing. It's not a momentary thing. No, no, it's going to require some stopping and staying because that's not dwelling. Walking in and walking out of that or just coming to him when, when it's hard, that's, that's not dwelling. He wants a life with us. He wants communion that, that steps into every part of, of our life quieting is a hard part, and I think quieting comes to the lies that seep into our mind and our heart. It's quieting the noise of the outside world so that we may hear his voice. We may hear the truth of his word for us and for our lives. That's what dwelling requires. It requires us to stop, to stay, and to quiet the noise, to quiet the lies that, that say, this is going to kill me. To, to quiet the lies uh, that say they don't love me anymore in a time of social distancing. To say that I'm all alone. No, no, no. You're not alone online. You're not alone here in this room that the body of Christ is still the body of Christ and you have brothers and sisters. And, and when David says here at the beginning, whoever dwells in the... the um, uh, who, whoever dwells uh, in the Most High will rest, will abide. He, 
he's really not saying that rest is the byproduct yet. He, he will go on to say, here he's actually saying, no, no, if, if, you're, if you'll dwell, then it's actually going to, uh, you're, you're actually going to stay. You're going to abide. There's going to be some state. You're going to, even can be translated, sit down. You're just going to sit down for a minute. So as your, our life slows down this week, as production slows down in some ways, as things clear from our calendar, embrace it. Embrace the moments and, and get back to dwelling in his power and his protection and his goodness. However long some of this stuff might happen in our life, things might be turned upside down. Let it just be a time in which we lean in and dwell on his goodness and his power and his protection. We got to get back to dwelling because the hard part is not making the faith choice. The hard part is staying there. It's staying there when, when the text message comes in, when the, the email, when the news article happens. No, no, I want to stay there, uh, God, because when all that adrenaline cortisone gets pumping in our body, we just need to stop and get back there. And I just want you to know there's, there's no shame in, 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 in finding ourselves as humans kind of losing focus on that. There's no shame in that. Just come back to dwelling in his presence. That is his call to us. And really the final thing that I want to encourage us in today is that dwelling, it, it means for our whole life protection. I want to read the rest of this text um, dwelling in God brings a whole life protection for all of us. Uh, if you make the most, and now, now David's turning the attention saying, hey, not only am I doing this, but I'm calling you to do this. If, if you will make the most high your dwelling, even the Lord who is my refuge, then no harm will befall you. No disaster will come near your tent, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways, that they will lift you up in their hands, talking about his angels, so that they will not strike your foot against a stone. Little things. That's a little thing. This morning, I, I was kind of, you know, it's so much darker earlier in the morning, and I kicked my luggage. We were out of town. Kicked my luggage, about screamed, about woke tearing up, and, and uh, you know, just even the little thing God wants to protect us from. He wants to protect our hearts from. He wants to protect our bodies from. He, he says, you'll tread upon the lion uh, and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. And this is what the Lord says back. Because he loves me, because she loves me, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He acknowledges me. He's not just going on his own wisdom. She's not just trying to figure this out in her own strength. No, I'm going to protect everybody and I'm going to do everything. No, no, we're resting. We're dwelling. We're abiding in the truth of his power and his protection. And, and so many times we come face to face with that, the truth that we have put our trust and our refuge in so many other things. And it's time to get back to dwelling in him. He will call upon my name and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life. Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? You know, this, the impact of this virus is uh, wide-reaching. Like, it's going to touch everything. And, and it's not just going to be a week out of school or a week of things uh, upturned. No, no, this is changing a lot of things in our life. Like financially, there's going to be major impacts on this for, for a long time. Uh, we're, we're going to see major impacts. It, you, some of you will experience that. 
in our, our lives, our, our plans have obviously been turned up, but, but we're, we're feeling all these impacts. But today, I, I, I want to I call you back like David is, back into dwelling in, in his protection. To go back to the earlier text of what God wants to do, he wants to cover you with his feathers under his wings. That's where you're going to find your refuge. That he wants to protect you, everything. That we don't have to fear. How many times in the scripture does it say, fear not? Come on, be strong, be courageous. This is not a time for the people of God, for the church to shrink back in fear. It's a time for us to boldly just declare that there is a refuge that's beyond um, uh, any, any little things that we can do. There is a refuge that we find in our God that covers every part of our life and our well-being. Our physical life, our relational life in which we can't stay connected as often, our, um, our spiritual, you know, uh, well-being, as well as our financial well-being. God, God's got us, church. God's got us in the protection of his wings. We just got to get back to dwelling in his presence. Don't let this, you know, momentary and light afflictions that we're facing help us lose sight of what God's doing. He's producing for us an eternal glory. He's producing something. His church is going to continue and thrive I don't know what these next couple weeks hold, neither do you. You've come to the wrong guy to get a false sense of security. I want to give you the true security, which is in Jesus Christ. If you're looking for me to calm all your fears, you're in the wrong place. It's God who calms our fears. If you want to stay close to people who will kind of make you feel better and not scare you, that's great. That's great. We need that in our life, but God wants us to come into his dwelling, to step into a place where he can comfort us, and he will cover, his, cover us with his feathers and with his wings and, and protect us. I want to pray a prayer of blessing and of covering over you, because I believe God's got us, but I believe also what his word says to us, that, that we've got to come to him. We've got to find refuge in him, not go to things of the past not try to look for comfort in things that won't satisfy us. For some of us, it's a wake-up call that our trust has been in the wrong people. It's been in the wrong things. It's been in things that will not satisfy, that cannot protect us for these unknown things. But there is a sovereign God who stands over all, who sees all. And as surprised as you and I are when they're like, do what? They're doing what? God's not surprised. And we can find shadow. I, I don't know if you've ever been on the shadow side of a mountain, but this last, you know, phrase here, the shadow of the Almighty, it's the word Shaddai in the Hebrew, which means powerful, like all-powerful Almighty, which is where we get the word Almighty here in the translation. But I think for many of us, what it will reveal to us in these next coming weeks is that the God we worship is not the God of the Bible who's all-powerful. In fact, we believe that he casts a very small shadow. But the shadow of the Almighty is big enough for the biggest problems in your life that his shadow is. I don't don't know if you've ever been in, in the shadow of a large mountain face, but the temperature drops drastically because of sun radiation when we're in the shade, right? We know that in Florida. Like, get in the shade, it's like 15 degrees cooler Man, in his shade, it's a lot cooler from the heat that's going on. And he's calling us to just step into his shadow. His shadow is big enough for all of our problems, for all of your problems, for all of my problems, for all of our world and nation's problems. His shadow is big enough if we'll take refuge there. 
Will you stand? I want to pray a prayer of blessing and covering over you today. And this band's going to lead us in a final song. God, I, I thank you right now for the gathering of believers all online, God, and in person all over the nation. This day has been dedicated as a day of prayer. And right now, God, we come, we come to you. We, we know that there is healing and there is refuge in your name. There is protection and there is power and there is a reminder of your goodness, God. And just would you take those today who are anxious, who are overwhelmed, would you take those who are ill right now and fighting through serious illnesses, coronavirus or other, God, would you take us into your wings and bring rest to our hearts? God, for those of us that just want to come in and get a fix and then leave, God, would you calm us down and call us to sit and to stay in your presence, God? When we're on the playground with our children, when we're driving down the road, when the anxiety of the next news article comes on, God, would you call us to rest, to dwell in your pasture, to find refuge in you, God? I can't do it for anybody else in here, but today, God, each one of us can make a decision. Every person watching me online can make a decision. I'm going to dwell. I'm going to rest in him, and I'm going to stay in him. The next time something comes my way, God, whatever's going on around me, God, you will protect me. You are all-powerful. You are God Almighty. Your shadow is large enough for all of our problems. God, I pray a blessing and a covery over every person watching, over every person in this room, God, that you would cover them, God. Over every person in our city and our state that's come down with this virus, I pray for full recovery for them, God, that, that nothing would, would, um, would, would take their lives, God, but there would be a recovery, God. For those that are experiencing symptoms right now, God, you'd bring healing to their bodies. We believe that you are a healer and you can do uh, miracles, God. So we trust you for that, God. I pray for a stopping of this virus, an ending of this virus. Your people will hang on and continue to pray for this, God, and believe that you can work miracles. God, help us. Give us wisdom as we move forward. Give us wisdom individually for our own lives. Give us wisdom as a church as we move forward and make decisions. God, would you bond us together, unified in spirit and in mind and in heart, God, to fulfill the, the mandate of uh, the local church, which is to go and make disciples of all nations, to love one another and to love our neighbor, to love God and, and to love our city. God, would you lead us into these things deeper and deeper today as you cover us? In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's worship together. Let's take a